You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, to the Oz Network as we come to you for another spoiler-free review of another movie that's out at the movies as we find out if the men are still in black and why they've gone international as we cover Men in Black International. That's about all I have to say right now. My name is Ben, and what an incredible catch. My name is Mallory, and I forgot to look up a quote again. I don't actually think there was any quotes in this movie, so um, I was going to go with, and I make this look good to quote some classic Men in Black, but no. Um, yeah, we just we just got home from Men in Black International. I think we both are sitting here quite flat, to be completely honest, because let's be honest, it wasn't that good. <laughs> um, why was this movie a thing? Um, I, I'm i a huge fan of, at least, the, I mean, the original is in my top 50 movies of all time. Spoiler alert, if you're going to hear those episodes later this week, it's it's a classic. It's brilliant. I grew up on that movie. The second one was, eh, it was okay. It had its moments. The third one was an improvement. It was pretty decent. Lacked a Will Smith rap at the end, but we got Pitbull, so I guess that was okay. And then for some reason they thought, well, hey, let's make a fourth one but screw the original concept of what made these movies entertaining in the first place. Let's cast Thor and Valkyrie because they had good chemistry in Thor Ragnarok and that's about all we have. So, um... I didn't even, even realise that she was already with him in other movies. Yeah, she's Valkyrie in Ragnarok and she did was in Endgame for, like, a bit. But, um... Yeah, Men in Black, International. Uh, how, how are you feeling right now about this? This movie was so stupid and boring. <laughs> I have nothing more to say other than it was boring. It on, actually. Well, well, hang on. She, she wants to talk. The little guy was good though. Was he though? Was he? Okay. He wasn't like half as good as the worms. He wasn't as good as anything else in the originals. But he he was pretty good in comparison to the rest of the movie. Look. At the end of the day, you, you summed it up, I think, perfectly as soon as this movie finished. You were like, this had no plot. Um, and it was it really doesn't have a plot. It just, they're men in black and they're international. And, of course, one of them's a woman. So there's got to be, you know, 101 references to, oh, ha, ha, how inappropriate is the fact that we're still called the men in black, but we can't change it. And, oh, ha, ha, progression. Like, uh, it just... There's so much about this movie that, you, like, you said it was stupid. Like, I don't know if I'd say stupid, but I just, I don't understand why this was a thing. Like, okay, I understand why it's a thing. It's 2019. We've always got to keep a franchise moving along and let's try something different. Let's do this. Let's do that. But, again, the heart of Men in Black is Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. And what struggled slightly in Men in Black 3 was the fact that Tommy Lee Jones is only in it slightly, but they got Josh Brolin. He did a good job. You've got Will Smith, and Will Smith carries these movies. You know, we talked about that in Aladdin a few weeks ago, that take Will Smith out of Aladdin, are we going to care? Probably not. It's just... I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this at the end of the day because it's just lacking something. And I don't dislike Chris Hemsworth. I don't dislike Tessa Thompson. I think they're both fine, capable actors. They, I don't know, did they, they didn't seem bored. They just seemed just not suited for this movie. Yes, I agree. That's the extent of my... That's the extent of your thing. It's... I just... <laughs> it's boring. It, it, I mean, boring is a word. Like, it's just... 
I, I really feel like they just they took the chemistry between Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth from Thor and thought like they could turn this into a movie. And, and that works in some movies. We've had, you know, many a pairing like Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler, I think have been in three different movies together because they do have pretty decent chemistry and some would argue what I'm about to say is a stupid thing to say, but I would say that they each have their unique characters about them in uh what was that wedding singer uh 51st dates and blended i think they kind of all had those separate ones keanu reeves and sandra bullock obviously speed you then like the lake house um you know plenty of famous pairings in movies have gone on to star and side projects that, that have worked but i don't know the, the, it's even trying to explain what this movie's about let's just completely say right now with obviously out any spoilers there is no little to absolutely no reference to anything to do with the first three movies. So I think this movie is meant to exist in the same universe. It's not rebooting anything because Emma Thompson's character, I think she plays the same character as she was in men in black three. Um, but outside of that, that's it. They're, they're alien hunters, essentially the, the, I guess the police of aliens in the world, however you describe them. And, it's just outside of that, that's it. That's the only thing you've got to go with. You know, it's 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 literally it. At least, like, you look at something like Jurassic World, who, like, exists in the same world, the same universe as Jurassic Park. Obviously, you have returning characters, but they also stand on their, two, their own two feet and trying to create their own sort of separate thing. And I think kind of this is what this movie struggled with. It's, it's like it's wanting to start its own you know, version of this franchise whilst also slightly remaining connected. And, and maybe that is a problem. And no spoilers. Well, it's a spoiler in itself, but it's really one that you probably don't really care about because this might stop you from seeing the movie. There is no Will Smith cameo, no Tommy Lee Jones. Like, there's a cameo from the pug in the first couple of movies. That's it. There's there's no other connection outside of Emma Thompson to, to the original trilogy. Yes, correct. Um, I was just going to say that I felt that they're just... Like, along with there having no plot, there was no character development for anyone in this movie. Like, even the two main characters, I feel like you didn't... Like, you got from point A to point B, and you learned maybe two things about both of the main characters, and that was it. And that's just not enough to carry a movie. Well, you're right, because I think kind of you look at the original Men in Black and kind of we were on that journey with Will Smith's Agent J, like from when he went NYPD cop to becoming the agent. He was learning on the job, you know, and then sort of it transitioned through to Tommy Lee Jones' character. Even in the second one, when it was kind of roles reversed, Tommy Lee Jones coming back into it, you know, getting deneuralized and kind of that. And then in the third one, when you sort of had... Tommy Lee Jones taking a back step, but then you had younger Tommy Lee Jones as Josh Brolin. You still felt he was a new character and you still felt there was development there and, you know, through all these other things. And it just, it just doesn't happen. You're right. Like we start off with a scene with Chris Hemsworth and Liam Neeson that kind of comes into play at the end. But even then it's kind of, there's all these references to something about Chris Hemsworth character that never gets developed. All of a sudden there's a big, you know, plot twist at the end, which you're like, Oh, I'm shocked. And then when it comes to Tessa Thompson's character, which, I mean, we get a flashback to which somehow she knows about the meaning of black. I mean, I think this is pretty much... this. I really don't care if this is a spoiler or not because this is just the absolute stupidity of what this is with her character. She literally walks into Men in Black and is like, I want to be a Men in Black. And they're like, oh, no, you can't. And then she's like, oh, wait, but I know about you. And they're like, okay, you can be a Men in Black. And then she knows everything. Like, like what? It's, it, 
did we not learn what Men in Black is in the first three? They just completely... Will Smith rapped about this for three minutes, telling us everything about the movie. We danced to Will Smith learning about this organisation and they just took a dump over Will Smith's song. And that's a bloody good song. Yes. <laughs> the more I talk about this, I'm getting more angry about this movie. I just don't care. Like, nothing about the movie stuck with me. I didn't walk out saying, this was great. And I didn't walk out saying this was terrible. It was just meh. Well, actually, it's funny. I saw a headline uh, rating this movie called Meh in Black. Um, But you look, and the cast outside of that, like, obviously Liam Neeson, everyone loves Liam Neeson. The guy is incredible. But he just, he phones it in in this movie. He he just doesn't, like, he doesn't want to be there. Like, he's probably going, like, what am I doing? I should be doing Taken 7 or whatever they're up to right now. Should have, you know, played Qui-Gon Jinn in another Star Wars movie. I don't know. Even Emma Thompson is just, she's there at the beginning, she's there at the end. It's like, cool, there's Emma Thompson. The little alien dude, um, Kamal Nanjani, I'm probably saying that completely wrong. Yeah, had a few moments, a couple of little laugh moments there, but... What, like, made some of the, the original Men in Blacks, like, so funny? Like, we had the sort of a repeat scene when you know, Tessa Thompson's character's walking through and they see the screen of, like, oh, look, celebrities are aliens. Ha-ha, <laughs> lol. Like, that was funny in the first one because all of a sudden you're like, oh, right, okay, I get it. And then you kind of had that reference right at the end to, like, Dennis Rodman and, like, he's a basketball player, by the way. He's played with Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. He used to have, like, bright coloured hair. He was a, he was a, he was a kook. He was the one who keeps going to North Korea and, like, hanging out with uh, Kim Jong. Anyway, but then in the second one, you had, like, the Michael Jackson cameo. Like, I can be Agent M. Like, hilarious. And then in the third one, it's like, Lady Gaga's an alien. Well, duh. Like, this one, it was just, like, it was just, it was just silly. Uh, you know what I found more entertaining about this movie? And you probably haven't seen them. During the NBA Finals, they had ads for this movie. And it was Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth going up to, like, famous NBA players and revealing that they're aliens. And, like, to me, those ads were funny. And, like, in one of those ads, I even reference Will Smith. Because, like, one of the basketball players puts on, like, the glasses and a suit and is like, I make this look good. And then, like, Tessa Thompson's kind of like, oh, you know, we've heard that before. Somebody looked better. And they're like, who are you talking about? And it's like, oh, doesn't matter. Someone a long time ago. Like, that's hilarious because we know what they're talking about. Like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just mad about this movie now that I think about it. All fair. I don't really have anything else to say. Like, You're sitting there like a stunned mullet. It's just, it was awful. You've gone from meh to don't know how I feel about it to it's awful. I just, I'm having a hard time thinking of the positives here. That's normally my job. Visually, it looked good, I would say. Um, I think the whole international theme thing too is just like, I think they got too lost up in that. It's kind of like, oh, look, we're in London. Oh, we're in Paris. Oh, we're in Morocco. Oh, we're in Italy. Like, you know... James Bond movies can pull that off. Mission Impossible movies can pull that off. I get it. Men in Black are all around the world. Haha, <laughs> it's great. But I don't know. Like, I mean, let's talk about the villains, for example. Like, was there a villain in this movie? You had, like, these two things that did things and then they disappeared and then it's like plot twist and it's like, what was the point of these two people, alien things, for all the whole movie? There was, like, no point to them. They were really creepy. That was the entire point to them. No, it was weird because your villain wasn't... It wasn't even... Like, you basically had two seconds of what I felt should have been the main villain. And it was just... Yeah. It's odd because you kind of said, like, you didn't even feel like this had 
a you know felt like the original and like I would I would say that like I mean slight things in that like I mean the score like Danny Elfman's back kind of with that famous Men in Black score which kind of keeps it a bit of a vibe the opening credits are kind of a bit similar but then yeah you know they whack on you know bits here and there that kind of are meant to feel it like oh ha ha we've got the neuralizer let's you know do that and I don't know I don't know the the director of this movie F Gary Gray I thought his name was F Gary Gary there for a moment but then I had to read there. Um, he last directed a Fast and Furious movie, The Fate of the Furious, which we saw a trailer for that, Hobbs and Knobs or whatever the hell it's called. Like, you, do you actually like those movies? I like the real one. It's so dumb. Those are some of the dumbest movies in the world. Um, but I mean, straight out of Compton was... And Vin Diesel and Paul Walker and Vin Diesel and... Huh. The Rock. Eh. What's wrong? Eh, the Rock. It's The Rock. There were seven movies before The Rock came into the franchise, and they were great. I saw the second one. It was pretty shit. And that's why I've not seen another one. Anyway, um, straight out of Compton, very well-received movie. Uh, he did The Italian Job, the remake of that. Good movie. And a, and a person I really like The Negotiator. It's Samuel Jackson, Kevin Spacey movie from the late 90s, which is actually really good as well. So it's not like F. Gary Gray has just come into this and gone, hey, cool, I've got no you know, resume here. Like, he's he's done pretty decent work. Friday, a, a big cult classic from the 90s as well with Chris Tucker and Ice Cube in it. So it's, yeah, I mean, he's got a good resume, but, like, he seems, I don't know, is it an odd choice for him to direct this kind of based on that because i mean none of that screams men in black to me like i just i just don't know why this movie exists yep because there were talks about with the fourth men in black for a long time that they were going to do a crossover with uh 21 jump streak that these two actually exist in the same universe i think when they had they had all these sony leaks a few years ago and we were meant to have like jonah hill and um the thumb guy channing tatum with, you know, like, I mean, like, it's, oh, God. Well, come on, like, legitimately, again, as a female, the only thing you're looking at is what's underneath the shirt. Have you ever looked at his face? You, you look at your thumb and you don't tell me that that looks like, look at my thumb. That is Channing Tatum. Like, hold the microphone. I'm going to draw an eye and a nose on my thumb. Just hold into that. Sing a song or something like that. Sing the original Men in Black. I don't know if I know the original Men in Black. Here come the Men in Black. Right, I've drawn a face on my thumb. Ben has drawn a face on his thumb. Tell me that's not beautiful. (laughs) Can you please make that up the picture of this week's episode, please? Anyway, but like that would have been a very interesting crossover. Like there are certain crossovers you think like, well, that wouldn't work, but then that would have been interesting. Hilarious. So so there you go. But instead, we we got this. Chris Hemsworth. Now you got something to say. There were no laugh moments, and I think that, like, okay, there were two, but they weren't even laugh moments. They were light chuckle moments, and that, like, kind of bothered me because the originals are funny. Well, the comedy just seemed forced. They seemed to be going for something that was like, oh, guess what? This is going to be funny. And then you kind of like, uh-huh, ha, uh-huh. You're like, you know, like we talked, you weren't on the episodes, but when Colin and I talked about uh, Pluto Nash, we got angry because we're like, just be funny! Because like, you could see what they were trying to do. But I think Colin would watch this and go, Pluto Nash, funny. This, eh, they try to be. But you're right, like, and this is, I think, the problem maybe with the two leads because 
Well, actually, I wouldn't say that. I'll rephrase that. I think maybe it's the writing was what they've got to work with because Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson were funny in Thor Ragnarok. I know you haven't seen Thor Ragnarok. They obviously went for a very much uh, comedic tone, but that was um, Ty, I'm going to butcher his name, the Kiwi dude who's awesome, who basically, Wakatiti or whatever his name is, um, you know, he had great script. And Chris Hemsworth is funny when he's given good material. And I think kind of he is skewing more towards comedic acting, Chris Hemsworth, because he's got great comedy time, comedic timing. This is nothing for him to work with in this film. Like, he just... You know how we talked about in Aladdin, how the main guy was kind of like, he was laughing at what he was doing? Chris Hansworth was kind of a bit like that. He was kind of like, ah, what am I doing here? Oh, I'm going to try and be a bit like this, a bit like that. One minute he's Australian, then he's English. Um, I still can't tell the difference. I just, you know, and then Tessa Thompson just for some reason knows everything in this movie without having any training. Like, I just, I just don't get it, but... Yeah. Literally everything about this movie fell flat for me. And, like, I don't have anything more to say because there's nothing else that stands out. And there's nothing else that I, like, feel the need to talk about because it was boring. And it just, there was nothing to, there is nothing to talk about. Like, there's action sequences and they're... Well, they got, they're over and done within, like, five seconds. Yeah, they're short. And then you go back to this, like, long, drawn-out story that goes from point A to point B with nothing stopping them. The the writers of this movie, Art Macram and Matt Holloway, wrote Iron Man, a, a great, classic, amazing movie, and yet I think they've slowly leaked into their brains when they worked on Transformers The Last Night a couple of years ago. So Michael Bay, once again, ruining people. Um, yeah, I, I'm kind of with you because like, I don't really know what else we can say about this film. Other than like, I read the re- like I did. I read some of the reviews, and like, I don't like often reading reviews going into it. Going, oh, you know, but they said it was bad. Like, I like to feel that I'm a type of person who will even with a bad review. Like, I'm a DC defender, and everyone says they're bad movies. Yet I think they're good. Um, Black Panther was lauded as amazing, and you know, I'm like, eh, it was okay. Whereas like this, I think some of the reviews I read were a little bit nice on this movie <laughs> like i don't know I, I i don't know um i might just say it right now is this the worst movie that we've seen so far in 2019 yes that's not even a contested question it was awful like you yeah. really can't again from mad to bad to awful I, I think it's just sunk in a little I, you know what I'm, I'm putting it down to? Jim Carrey was famous in the 90s for avoiding sequels. Like, he, he famously was like, no, I'm not doing sequels. He only ever did the second Ace Ventura, and then eventually he came back and did a second Dumb and Dumber. And then always they were like, well, we've got to cash the cow here. We're going to make se- we're going to make more. So they did another mask. It was dumb. They did another Dumb and Dumber before he came back for that one. It was dumb. They were always terrible, terrible movies. Will Smith now has avoided two of massive blockbusters of his career, first in Independence Day and now in Men in Black for a sequel. Independence Day 2 is maybe one of the worst movies I have ever seen in my entire life. The last time I tried to rewatch it, I couldn't even get through it. And then this, I would say this is a better movie than Independence Day Resurgence. I didn't walk out wanting to like scrape my eyeballs out and neuralize my, well, neuralize myself. But again, maybe Will Smith read the script and, you know, people go off at him for doing Suicide Squad but, again, Suicide Squad, Independence Day 2, yeah, going to choose Suicide Squad. Anyway, um, 
I will say, if you're a fan of Men in Black, if you love the trilogy, don't expect too much from this movie. Like, like you could call this movie Chris and, and Lady go to the space port and it would be... Like, there's no reason for this to be called Men in Black. Yes. <laughs> like, it's just... I've decided that I'm going to watch Thor Ragnarok after this. and that's You do need I'm to watch... I, I, I haven't seen Thor Ragnarok since I saw it in the movies and... It's it's just different. Like if you if you've seen the first two Thor movies, which kind of are a bit serious, a bit dark. Uh, I really enjoyed the first one. The second one's terrible, um, but the third one, like they just they just go for pure comedy, and like it it works, but it also feels a bit odd because you're so used to Thor being such a serious character that all of a sudden he's just it's kind of like how with the Hulk. Like well, they're both anyway. That's another whole kettle of fish. What are we doing with this movie? See, I want so badly to um rent it because why no listen to what i'm saying don't interrupt me i want so badly to rent it because of the first three and the nostalgia but it's just so bad that i have to bin it i i see i can't do that i can't do that based on something because then again independence day i would have to be like oh i rent the second one just because of the first one but like no like this this movie has to exist in its own universe of terribleness um, that you just can't factor in the trilogy, the first trilogy. So yeah, I it's a bin. It's got to be a bin. Um, and uh, let's be honest, right now at the time of recording this, I don't think this is going to start a new uh, franchise because the the box office on the weekend was woeful. Um, it hasn't even made their um, their production cost yet. No, well, it only made $30 million in the US and Canada on the weekend. I mean, I think, you know, Avengers Endgame made that just by thinking about it, basically. Um, I mean, it's the lowest in the franchise already um, ba- based on, like, opening weekends. Um, so, yeah, it's um, definitely not up to a good start. The uh, Rotten Tomatoes right now is only on 24%. So, um that is high. Yeah. Um, and then there's another, yeah, a couple of headlines here. The meh in black, one out of five stars. The hair from Peter Bradshaw of The Guardian. Um, yeah. Uh, Men in Black 2 was the worst of the trilogy. This makes Men in Black 2 look amazing. So, um, yeah. Anyway, that is Men in Black International. Probably don't go and see it. Wait for it to be on Netflix or something like that and just fall asleep to it or something. Uh, our next... Spoiler-free review, which I'm very much looking forward to. Which you, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised you're not as excited for because I don't think you're a huge fan. We're going to watch the trilogy before it because I don't think you've seen at least two of them. You've surely seen the original. No, I don't even know what movie we're talking. Toy about. Story Four. You've seen. No. I don't know if I've seen any of. Them. Wow. See, like you, you talk about you get excited about your Disney movies and all that sort of stuff. Like to me, I, I Pixar. Like that's what I like about the Disney angle and Toy Story. Again, spoiler alert: if you listen to our episodes later this week, Toy Story is in my top fifty movies of all time. Toy Story is just beloved movie. Uh, the second one is so on par with the first movie. It's just so good, and the third one. Whilst I don't think it's as brilliant as everyone says it is, I definitely think the first two are better. Number three is still very, very good. They all hold their own, and believe me, when we get to number three, you will cry. <laughs> number, you'll probably cry in number two, 
because uh, there's a song in it. Uh, the other day when I was driving up to Tianao and I had that Disney soundtrack on the stick that I put on for you, the song from Toy Story 2 came on and I got a bit teary because it's just it's just this really sad scene about this toy that gets left behind. It's really sad. You will honestly like the Toy Story movie. So I'm looking forward to Toy Story 4. Um, probably not as much as I was looking forward to Toy Story 3 a decade ago because I think we all thought this was never going to happen because they kind of concluded it. And now we've got another one. And now I'm scared because Men in Black happened and they might ruin Toy Story. What? Nothing. You saw, I thought you were saying something. So that will come, I think that's next week or something like that. Um, so uh, that's happening. We're being busy with movies. I like it. But we're going to, obviously, I think this, then we have Lion King, and then I think we've basically got a few months off before we get to the biggins and the end of the year. Uh, but we also, speaking of Disney, our Disney live action month, actually, I mean, we recorded this ages ago, but it starts airing next week. Um, so get involved to get excited. We do have this, uh, Friday and Thursday special episodes, top 50 TV shows and movies of all time as rated by Colin and myself, just fun episodes and that as well. And, uh, we've got another survivor special coming this way this Sunday as well. So plenty of content, nearly an episode every single day at the moment. So keep busy. You've been listening to them nonstop, haven't you? Obviously, that's what I always do with my spare time. What's been your favorite episode? This one. <laughs> Why this one? Because it's the only one that I've listened to. <laughs> you don't listen to all those other ones that you've actually been involved in? or. Uh, but yes, uh, stay up to date by liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter, we're on Instagram, subscribe on all the podcast channels and any feedback you want to give us, we appreciate it. And thank you for tuning in. My name is Ben and... I don't make this look good. Actually, and just quickly, you know what made this movie bad? No rap at the end. Not even, like, Pitbull came in back. Like, like every single Men in Black movie had a rap. We had two Will Smith songs, great songs, and then a Pitbull song, which is about 75% quality, but it grows on you. Like, where's where's um, DJ Khaled or whatever his name is? Where's Drake? Like, just come in and be like, uh, uh, Drake, this movie's shit. Uh, go Raptors. Anyway, my name's Ben, and don't see this movie. My name's Mallory, and I'm going to go watch Thor Ragnarok. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.